Welcome back to Courtesan Session presented by the Caps on Sports Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm joined alongside my co-host, my bubble buddy, Nick. What's up? Uh, bringing back the bubble buddy. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? I, uh, not that we, we're, we're on the heels of a very low scoring uh, Denver, Utah game seven where uh, it really came down to the last shot where it came down to Mike Conley's uh, last second heave. I guess, uh, I guess uh, we can start there. That's probably about as good a spot as any. Um, we're saying see you real soon in a nice Disney fashion to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to a Denver team that uh, blew a 3-1 lead to the, to the, uh, to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, do you have like an instant analysis, like based on what you saw from this series? Um, I mean, nothing but Jamal Murray, man. I mean, he didn't really do anything the last game. Last game was more, uh, you know, game seven was more Jokic. I think he mm-hmm. went like 30 and 14, 30 and 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting that game winning bucket uh, over Rudy Gobert. Um, I mean, the really only the real the real takeaway that I have from this game is just Donovan Mitchell. Um, I mean, guys are stud. I mean, there are reports coming out that they're already offering them a super extendo maximum super mega deal <laughs> in free agency, which they should. Cause who Keep else throwing is adjectives on the end of it to make it. <laughs> make it even bigger. Uh, there's nobody else that's going to want to come to Utah, so might as well just keep him there. Um, Stephen A. Smith this morning on first take was saying how he compares him. Or he's saying he's D-Wade 2.0. Uh, which I can kind of see. Yeah, that's a pretty common. Um, that's a pretty common comparison for Donovan Mitchell. I, I've seen that a lot. Um, I mean, the way he makes plays, he he could drive, he could shoot. I mean, he's not the best. You know, insert. He doesn't have the best shooting game. He doesn't have the but his all around aspects. Um, you know, he makes the team better. Mm-hmm. You clearly see how he literally put the team on his the offense on his back as much as he could, and uh, you know, he's just a young star, and I just. Maybe he's maybe you talk and do something to help him out a little bit next year because he's yeah, a struggle. I, I mean, he can't keep doing it every year. Right, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I think, well, you you've alluded to it. You've alluded to it. So I guess we can we can start there with uh, with Donovan Mitchell getting that max extension. You know, every time a, a star kind of fizzles out in the playoffs, you know the the rumors start to swirl, and you know one of the names that's always swirling is the the New York Knicks, right? Uh-huh. The Knicks just well, it's all about him. how the Knicks, the Knicks passed up on Mitchell yet Frank Nilakita in the draft, mm-hmm. which, is, which is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Knicks just hired um, a Utah assistant that is very closely linked to Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think it's I, I think we can look into that as you know a potential uh, indicator that like Donovan Mitchell ha- might have interest. But if they're going to sign him long term, right? I think that shows just how much he wants to be in Utah, Donovan Mitchell, how much Donovan Mitchell wants to be in Utah and try to make things work. Right. Like we've heard in the past that there's been issues with him and uh, him and Rudy Gobert and whether those two can, you know, win together. If your second best player is a center, what they need to do to, to get some help around him, especially you, like you said, being in Utah, it's going to be hard for those kind of guys to, um, to get there. But uh, I think this is – Rudy Gobert really had a – he had a really good game, right? And credit to Nikola Jokic for making that game deciding shot over a former defensive player of the year, right? Gobert gets a lot of slack because he's just kind of, you know, stands there and blocks shots. But he's – you know, there's a reason he's been the two-time defensive player of the year. He's, he's solid. Um, 
but I think this Utah team is going to try to run it back one more time after the game. Donovan Mitchell, oh, yeah. we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. And it's, it's tough. I, I think you can make an excuse for this team where it was like, we saw what this team was in the bubble without Bojan Bogdanovic. Right. And it may not sound like, Oh, Bojan Bogdanovic that big of a deal, but he's an integral part of that team. Right. Like he's a solid defender. He's a three point shooter. He can get to the rim and he's, not a star per se, but he does a lot of things that um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are going to need to succeed. And looking at the Utah bench, right, it's it's nothing really to write home about, especially when you have to plug Royce O'Neal into that starting lineup uh, alongside those other guys in a spot. I mean, where, I, I just Utah's always been that team where it's like, uh, you know, they're always on the cusp. It's, oh, you know, can they do it? Can they get a first round steal? Um, you know, maybe steal, steal a series in the first round, but they're not going to go too much further. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do need to add aspects to their team. And, you know, can Donovan Mitchell take that next step? Um, I don't see him leaving ever. You know, I think that this day and age, it's kind of, I mean, I guess it's kind of tough um, to say because like players like, I mean, like LeBron just left to go to, to go to, uh, to the Lakers and mm-hmm. uh, AD with the Lakers too. But, you know, when I think about, like Dame Lillard and how Dame is, is so set on not leaving Portland and, you know, making Portland being mm-hmm. a long, you know, a long time Portland fan. Um, I know, you know, when it comes to the Celtics, who's already, you know, talks about keeping Jason Tatum for life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think those players, you know, take it, take it to heart when they just want to be that homegrown. I want to stay there the whole career, you know, obviously until it's, it's too late and they're done. So um, you think, you think that Donovan Mitchell is closer to a Dame where he's going to stay in. Yeah the situation the entire career i mean you you figure you figure they're both lower level market teams i mean portland Mm -hmm. and utah i mean portland probably has a bit more appeal than utah does Mm -hmm. um but they're both not high media high trafficking cities where someone's gonna you're you're gonna attract a lebron you're gonna uh, attract an ad jimmy butler or anything like that right um so why not just stay there and make it your team for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. be the cornerstone and just you know, have the, the front office do whatever they can to help you out with, with those free agent signings. Right. It's going to be difficult, though, with the free agent signings to the point where, like, I, you know, they can lock them up long term. But we know that for a player like Donovan Mitchell, like a max money deal, like he, he, if he wants to get traded, he can get traded. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, you signed other dudes to, to that kind of money and it's a bit harder to get traded because they're not on the same level as, as a Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I think – I agree with you to a certain sense. I think if they don't do anything in the next couple of years, I, I can see Donovan Mitchell getting upset. And well, I could see I could see him getting frustrated and just being like, "Listen, can you guys like freaking help me out here, like mm-hmm. please?" Um, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what what that threshold is where he gets frustrated. He's like, "Get me the hell out of here! I'm done." Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the other one of the other situations here is Rudy Gobert is also up for an extension. I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just double check that while I'm talking here. But you know, he's he's an important part of their team too. And if those two don't get along, like you don't want to be in a situation if you're the the Utah front office where they're going, "Hey, him or me? Like, what do you like? What like what do you want to do here?" I mean, I can um, easily see Gobert walking, going to another team for a fat deal that he doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. deserve. Um, and then just underperforms his contract, but it's not. I mean, it's hard to find a, a big center like that that's mm-hmm. such defensive presence, you know, rebounding, 
um, alley right. blocking, all that kind of stuff. So he's a free agent after the 20, uh, 2021 season. So not this year, but next so, year. So, we'll, so he's, got, he's got a contract here next year. Yeah. He's, he's going to try to ball. But, exactly. on the other side, but on the other side, the, the Nuggets almost blew it at the end. Yeah, um, I mean, they scored they, they 30 show, points in the second. In the second but, but, they, yeah. but they show their immaturity on that last play when instead of just dribbling out the last eight seconds, trying to take a foul of two, you know, mm-hmm. they drive to the basket. And and was it Monty Morris? No, it was, Monty no, it was Jamal Murray drove, Jamal Murray, passed off to yeah. um, Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig missed a layup. Yeah. And they were joking yeah. about it after the game. And when you win the game, you can joke about something like that. But if that if, if we were in a situation that's where just, – That's just a dumb play. I mean, it's just yeah. a straight-up dumb play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you dribble out the clock. Uh, you take the free throws, you make one or two, and, you know, you're at least guaranteed over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did show a little bit of their immaturity there. Do I think they make the same mistake again? Probably not. Um, but I, they, they skated away from that, coming back 3-1, uh, coming down, you know, coming back from a 3-1 deficit. Very impressive. Um, it is it'll very be good impressive. Se- it'll be a good series against the Clippers next round. Uh, I get, okay, yeah. All right, we can get into that. You think it's going to be a good series against the Clippers? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they get able- washed. I don't know, man. You know, it all depends on if Paul George can play basketball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if Paul George isn't shooting, it's tough because both of these teams are both both those teams are real good at playing a slow game of basketball. Um, you know, they're both really good defensively. Uh, they both they both play as a good team, pass the ball around, get their open shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but I mean, the Clippers are a better team. I can see the Clippers coming out victorious either way. I think the I think the Clippers get get swept. I'm being completely honest here I, I think I, I don't think Denver has the guys to really defend Paul George to defend Kawhi Leonard uh, to defend Lou Will to defend Montrezl Harrell right like those guys are upper echelon NBA players and Denver is very switchable but I don't know if they have the talent to to keep it uh, to really keep it close right if Den if if Denver can get Jamal Murray to put up 50 again, yeah, it's going to be close. But you look at the defenders on the Clippers roster, and it's like there's I, – I, I don't see a situation – especially if they get Pat Bev back. I don't know if we've had an yeah. update on Pat Bev, but Pat Bev is going to see that he dropped like 200 points in, in seven games and be like, uh, I'm not letting this dude drop 10, you know? I mean, especially because I think the, the Clippers are a much deeper team. Um, I think that the, the Nuggets are going to need a little bit more help from their bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to take a step up. Jokic is going to have to shoot the ball more. Paul Michael Porter Jr. Have to has to play defense, right? Mm-hmm. Like the offense isn't a question. And mm-hmm. if you're the Clippers, you're going like, hey, Michael Porter Jr., let this second-year dude in the league with back issues carry this team, and we'll go from there. Like we can limit Jokic. We can limit um, – Yeah, and the Clippers have had some time off, so they're at least fully rested. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray was on that – he was interviewing uh, – or Scott Van Pelt was interviewing him last night, and Scott was like, oh, are you ready – you know, you got the Clippers on Thursday, and Jamal Murray's like, "Damn, I don't have two days off. I only got a day off." Mm-hmm. Um, so Clippers. And he was her, and I, I think he was a little banged up in that. I think he, I think he hit his knee. Uh, I mean, I think I, th- I, I could see the Nuggets getting smacked around. I could see him yeah. taking a game or two. I don't know about a sweep, um, but we'll see. That'll be. A I'm going to go on the record now and call it a sweep. Uh, right. I guess we can keep it in the West, right? We got Houston and OKC. Uh, another. Seven. Team- Seven coming up tonight, but we can talk about what uh, what we saw in Game Six, right? And what I saw was a very passive James Harden, right? And I don't want to bag on James Harden, right? Because he was he's pretty much like the heart and soul of that team, right? But let's get. Uh, I, I think we can first of all praise Chris Paul, right? How, how do you not? I mean, you see what he does, and how he deserves. I mean, you watch what he does, and how do you not think that he's the MVP? 
I mean, granted, I mean, you take him off that team and, you know, I guess you can compare it to Giannis and, and LeBron. You take them off their respective teams and the teams are obviously not as good. But mm-hmm. you take Chris Paul off of that, that, that Thunder team, what are the Thunder? Nothing. Right. It's a bunch of young guys and Danilo Nothing. Gallinari. And Nothing. They, I, I don't know if they win 30 games with that roster no. without Chris Paul, but Chris Paul mm-hmm. really elevates everybody up to a certain level. And it's, it's funny that they're going to, to – seven games because you look at this Rockets team and it's, and they just seem so much better. You know what I mean? And Russell Westbrook kind of lost them that game. Right. Um, I don't know if that was the intended play for him to just throw away the game basically in the final couple mm-hmm. seconds or in really the final three minutes was, was the Russell Westbrook show and in a close game, I, I think OKC is like, yes, give Russell Westbrook the ball. We've seen this for, 11 years and we know what it is right yeah you'd rather lose with having russell westbrook shooting the ball than, than james Harden. Mm-hmm. you know i mean it's, sure. it's it's this is game seven this is i mean the most pressure is obviously on the rockets mm-hmm. but it's mostly on james Harden. i mean oh there's there's infinite pressure on the rockets there's almost no pressure on okc because the, the, yeah. i mean the most danger they're going into a game seven right against mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets when OKC at the beginning of the season wasn't projected to even be in the playoffs, right? They were projected to trade away Chris Paul if he even, you know, suited up for him. Now he's suiting up for them, got them to a game seven against a Rockets team, against his former team. Like, this is personal for Chris Paul. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's a game of – it's a game of uh, – it's, it's just a revenge game between both. Mm-hmm. I mean – Chris yeah. Paul and, and Hart and, uh, and Westbrook were traded for each other. Yeah. You know, Chris Paul's you know, making a point. He orchestrated is. that trade, right? I, 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 I don't know if it's been, like, officially confirmed, but, like, judging by what the Rockets have done, I, mean, yeah. I, don't, think, I don't think they've been like, hey, let's go, get, let's go get Russell Westbrook. And then they would have been like, okay, word, that's a good idea. Let's yeah. go complete 180 of what our, you know, philosophy has been um, for the better half of – five years right four years something like that. i mean it, it's hard for me to look at this game and not i mean i i i think the rockets win um i mean i'm gonna predict the rockets winning i mean they have arguably the best pure score in nba history the best one-on-one player in mm-hmm. nba history um james harden has to i mean he's gonna have to do it all and, and this is this is really he's a top I think, five shooting guard of all time in my book. I mean, th- this is his make or break. I think. Um, I think they lose this series. They lose this game. Everyone. I mean, those question marks are going to go up around uh, James Harden. Is he? Well, that we see guy? the question marks um, already around D'Antoni, right? Mm-hmm. Like when when well, they, I, they, I, I think he's gone. I mean, if they lose this game, he's gone. I think he might be gone either way. But I think if you lose in round one, it makes the conversation a lot easier to have, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think the the Rockets need to uh, build their team differently. I think the D'Antoni style, uh, mm-hmm. no big men, you know, the, the bench really isn't too deep, just shooting the three ball. Like, I get it. I mean, efficient-wise, and that's the new NBA is taking the threes. Um, mm-hmm. But but they don't – what do they have? They have nothing. I mean, it's, it's Harden, it's Westbrook, and then it's Robert Covington and Austin Rivers. That, that's really when it. the game comes down to a grind, like what OKC and what Chris Paul want to do, it really mm-hmm. favors them, right? So mm-hmm. if Houston in Game Seven can get out and push the pace and make OKC play their game, they're going to mm-hmm. win, right? Easily. Obviously, that's that's a strategy for like everybody get out and have them play their game. But it's just different when you have two diametrically opposed teams um, in in a in a Game Seven situation. 
Um, so you're picking the Rockets. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rockets. I think it's going to be – I think the spread is Rockets minus five. I would take OKC plus five. I think it's going to be uh, – it's, it's going to come to, I, I don't think, think gonna, game sevens are always close, right? I think like, it's, as, it's, as we it's, just it's saw. going to be a grind. It's going to be a grind, and I mm-hmm. think it's going to come down to the last shot. But I think uh, um, uh, the Rockets win. Yeah, the last time the Rockets were in a game seven, they went uh, – I think it was seven of 44 from three, and they missed 27 straight of them. Uh, so that's just something I don't think is going to happen again. Like that's a statistical anomaly, but, uh, we'll see how it goes there. But Houston is pretty much on the, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, OKC is pretty much playing or on the, on the offensive side of the ball. OKC is pretty much playing five on four, right? Houston is letting Lou Dort stand in the corner. And if he shoots and makes it, all right, bet, do it again. If he misses it, that's phenomenal. They're letting Lou Dort shoot the ball like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might not be tomorrow. So it's really imperative that, that Lou Dort makes his shots if they're going to leave him open. And there's been a lot of talk about Lou Dort's defense, so that's not an issue. But the offense is so come and go for him that it's, that it's almost – if OKC can't get anything out of him early, like what is the leash on that guy? If he's mm-hmm. defending James Harden at a high level but he can't make shots on the other end, like what, it, it, it's tough to see like what kind so, of gets. I'm going to take OKC in this. Because I think the most dangerous thing in a in a basketball game or any game seven situation is a team with nothing to lose. And we've we've talked about where OKC again shouldn't really have been here in the first place, right? If they go home, who cares? You know, like they -hmm. weren't supposed to be there in the first place. And if they keep going, great. It shows how great of a this this would be Chris Paul's defining moment almost. I'd have to go in a, a Chris Paul career retrospective, but off the top of my mind, like beating a, beating a former Houston ride, the, the, the team that he was on at Houston in a game seven, sending home James Harden is a, the ultimate fuck you and B the setting home the, James Harden and Russell, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's beef between him and Russell Westbrook. Right. I, I mean, you got traded for each other. So I guess that's kind of uh, uh, an issue on its own, but it's kind of like he, Russell Westbrook had nothing to do with it really. Yeah. I think it was more James Harden being like, I want to play with Russell Westbrook, not Chris Paul. But we'll mm-hmm. see how that game goes. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. I think uh, on the other well, side of the bracket. Oh, sorry. Do you have a yeah, thought? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about Milwaukee. Yeah, we could talk about Milwaukee. Milwaukee goes down one uh, Oh to Houston. Um, what, and this what, is what Milwaukee got slapped around. Yeah, the final score one fifteen to one hundred four. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Jimmy Butler had forty points. Now I, I, I think him. for I, I think for the Heat to win the series, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy Butler's gonna have to put up thirty a game, um, which is within really, within within the realm of possibility. It is. Now, do I think he does that? I don't think he's going to put up 30 a game. I think that, you know, he's going to need more help from, from Hero and uh, Duncan Robinson and, and Bam. Um, but I think if, if Milwaukee goes down, you know, 2-0, they're done. I, I mean, coming back and winning, uh, you know, four out of the next five, six games is, is, is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's no home court advantage. I get that. But, you know, any team that goes down 2-0, uh, you know, that's a pretty big hole, and especially getting beat, you know, with – the thing with Giannis is he really doesn't have that perimeter shooting ability. I think that's where – what 
I mean, that's what's going to make push him to that next level and push that team to the next level is when he can shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole and now that listen, speaking of Giannis, we'll talk about how um, he didn't want to guard Jimmy Ball, or not that he didn't want to guard. Didn't we could we could talk about? We, yeah, I I have and, an opinion I, on I, that I, as well, and I think we're going to differ. I, but keep going. I you're the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. You can guard one through five. Oh, we're going to do it now. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I, I think it's it, it's just a joke that he doesn't ask or doesn't want to guard the opposing team's hottest or best player uh, when it comes down to it. I mean, you see Jimmy Butler popping off. You you won the defensive player of the year for whatever reason. You know, you have the length. You can block. Uh, you know, you can stay in front of them, the, all this stuff, and he doesn't – he's willing to just play into the system. I get the, I get Milwaukee has a good defensive, uh, uh, they're a good defensive team. They know how to mm-hmm. rotate. Um, but why, why wouldn't you want to, why, why wouldn't you want to put that on your back? You're the team's best player and you want to be in, you know, you want to be in that moment. Um, you want to be the reason your team wins the basketball game. Um, I, I just don't see why he, he didn't want it. Yeah. Um, you know, and after the game, he was asked, like, did you, did you want to switch on, or did you ask to switch on him? And he said, no, I do what the coach tells me to. And that's understandable, right? Um, I get that, right? If you don't, if, if you're, you know, playing four, three, or what is it now? We're going Yeah, on but I, I get that too. System. I get that too if you're not, okay, maybe you're a role player like, like Wes Matthews or, or, mm-hmm. or Bledsoe. Um, okay, yeah, you'll do what the team tells you to do. But if, if you're arguably – not only the best defensive player in the league, but the best overall player in the league, why aren't you taking that into your own hands? Sure. Um, you know, I, 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 think there's an, I think there's an argument for both sides. And you laid out, you laid out the, other, you know, the, the other argument that, um, that a lot of people, you know, on Twitter and, you know, in, in the basketball sphere itself are saying, why didn't mm-hmm. he, if he's the best player in the league, why doesn't he guard this dude that's dropping 40 points? And my answer to that is, he's one of the best help side defenders in the league, right? Jimmy Butler has said that if you put him on Jimmy Butler, right. And Jimmy Butler gets by him, you don't have any help, you know, until you have Brooke Lopez, who's one of the better shot blockers in the league, one of the better defensive centers in the league, but it's more difficult when you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez standing in the center. If, if, if whoever's guarding him, whether it be, um, you know, whether it be George Hill, Wes Matthews, Connaughton, DiVincenzo, all those guys got rotations on them, Chris Middleton, and none of it really, you know, none of it really mattered. But you, st- but you do get stifled when you have Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the center. Um, I, I also don't think we make the argument for other players. Like Rudy Gobert doesn't ask to guard – didn't ask to guard Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? Rudy Gobert no, won but, defensive but Rudy, player but, of the year. Well, Rudy Gobert can't really defend Donovan Mitchell. They're on the same team. Right, but but people are saying just because he was the defensive player of the year, and I'm not saying okay. this is what you're saying. No, I, no, I, I understand. No, I understand. But people are saying that just because he's the defensive player of the year, he should be asking to guard these situations. Okay. I don't think we've done this but, for but any it, but but in of the terms because of who Giannis is. I mean, you're not right. going to ask no, Anthony Davis, a power forward that can't guard for uh, you know can't guard all five positions. Mm-hmm. Although Anthony Davis probably could guard all five positions, and Giannis could probably guard all five positions too. He, he definitely um, can. I put this more of a, I put this more on a fault of of Budenholzer, right? And we've talked about this before. Where Budenholzer, I mean, it's again we've talked about it where it's hard where you win fifty some odd games every season 
and they ask you like, hey, why don't you switch your like mm-hmm. game plan? It's like, well, this game plan won us 55 games. It's like, well, you didn't win 55 games against the Miami Heat. You won 55 games against, you know, the other derelicts of the NBA. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a different situation. I think, I, I think there are situations where you can go like, hey, Giannis should be guarding Jimmy Butler, right? If you get switched onto it, you don't have to like switch onto it. You don't have to stay home and try to see on your guy, and that will open up the the uh, the floor for Jimmy Butler. Um, but I don't see a problem with him not asking to to be on the guy. You know what I mean? I think his yeah. value is more a rotational aspect when there's two dudes in the center and Brooke Lopez is the other one. Um, what yeah, other mean, notes from this my, series? My, I mean, my thing is, you know, you want to be the dog. You want to be the top guy in the league. Why, why aren't you trying to rise to the occasion? That's just, that's just what I see. Yeah. So do you think in this next game tonight, 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 that he uh, – Yes, tonight? Yes, tonight. That he – you think he's going to come out and guard Jimmy Butler? No. You don't think so? No. Okay. No. I wonder. I wonder if he sees what's going on because – no one really knows how much like an NBA player is kind of play- like we know LeBron is kind of plugged in where he's like, Oh, why isn't LeBron guarding? You know, we'll, we'll use Kawhi Leonard for an example, right? Last game, for example. Mm-hmm. And the next game he's like, Oh, first five possessions of the game. He's on Kawhi Leonard. Oh, and the last five possessions he's on Kawhi Leonard, just enough to make you remember it. You know? Um, I wonder if Giannis is plugged in like that. And maybe now he's asking Budenholzer. Maybe now Budenholzer sees, you know, what's going on or somebody in Budenholzer's ear sees what's going on. It's like, hey, we need to get this game back. Let's, uh, let's put Giannis on Jimmy Butler and make everybody else beat us. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. But like you said, Jimmy Butler's going to have to drop, I, I think, 30 points a game to win this. And it's a different scenario. We're talking about a different game if Giannis doesn't shoot 4 of 12 from the free throw line. They lost by 11. Giannis missed eight free throws. So we might be talking about a different game if he makes those. And George Hill missed two free throws, right? It, um, and obviously, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. You look at that. But I, I think – I mean, I, I think Milwaukee bounces back. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think they win the next game. And then, I mean, I think it's going to be a pick em, you know, pretty much towards the end of the, end of the series. Mm-hmm. I just think if Milwaukee goes down two games to nothing, they're, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are, are, are in trouble going two down, two, you know, two down. Because like you said, you got to win, what, four out of the next five games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's about as good as a segue as we're going to get to the other team that's, down, that's already down two nothing, the Toronto Raptors. Um, this, is, this is your Boston Celtics team, so I'll, I'll give you the floor. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, the way the Boston Celtics have been playing, it's. I think this this series speaks more to Toronto and um, maybe regressing, um, because perhaps not regressing, but not having that star like um, like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, who, you well, know that you trust. Siakam, to take over Siakam hasn't taken ever since Siakam got to the bubble. He's kind of taken that step back, mm-hmm. um, which is whatever. I mean, he was never. He, he wasn't drafted to be that guy. You know, they're trying to make him that guy, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, what, they were up like 33, 15 at the end of the first quarter or something like that, um, and then they just got flat-out beat. And then, you know, game one, they just got flat-out embarrassed. Uh, it's, it's tough for the Toronto Raptors to win with two undersized guards and then just the rest of the big men who can't really – you know, Kawhi, uh, not Kawhi, uh, Kyle Lowry and, and – 
and Van Fleet, yes, they're great shooters, and, and Lowry is an all-around great player, mm-hmm. um, but it's tough to stretch the floor, and it's tough to uh, win games when, you know, your your best player or, or your front court is so undersized. I mm-hmm. mean, the Celtics, granted, you have Kemba Walker, who's, who's an undersized guard, uh, but Tatum and, and Brown, who are both big guys, and you know, Smart isn't really that small, but he can guard. I, I, I'm comfortable giving Smart one to you know guarding one to four positions. Uh, Tice right, can guard pretty much there. all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that I think the Toronto Raptors are done. Uh, I mean, going down too well the way they've looked these past two games, I, I can't see them winning for the next five games. I, I can't. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and you and you kind of hit the nail on the head, right, with them with with Pascal not really being a star. Um, well, he's right, – let me rephrase. He's not a superstar. He's in that no. upper echelon of, of really good players. If you want to call that a star, so be it. I'll call him a star. Um, mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, he's shooting 25% from three, right? So I feel like Brad Stevens is seeing that and being like, go ahead, shoot the three. Do it. Hold do up. It. Do whatever. Yeah. Um, he is only shooting oh, – that's per 100 possessions. Please hold. Uh, yeah, 25%. And we're looking at seven twenty seven of twenty eight from the from from three. And Kyle Lowry is shooting nine of thirty five from three. And this is the entire playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, They're just but, flat. The Raptors just yeah, look flat. They do, they do. And I, I mean, think they it's, they beat they beat they looked good against the Nets because obviously mm-hmm. it's you're looking at second and third string players that are playing mm-hmm. for the Nets, and it's tough not to beat up on a team like that. Right. But when you're playing an upper echelon team, you know, a top tier. Uh, basketball team like the Celtics who are, who are deep in all five positions um, the emergence of Rob Williams he went five he, he's shooting 100% in the first two games because um, he dunks it's he just dunks and he dunks I mean yesterday he made he made he took a jump shot by the free, free throw line at the end of the first half and it was crazy um, just seeing him shoot the basketball <laughs> but uh, Marcus Smart you know five threes in the fourth quarter uh the Celtics are just a hot team, and you got to figure they're also missing 17 rebound, uh, 17 points and like seven, eight rebounds from Gordon Hayward that they don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you add that to the mix too, and I mean you can't add it, but if you did add that to the mix, I mean you could see them taking it over. This, this team is over the top, and they're contending. Right. Um, I, I think it's it's one of those situations too where both of these teams are so like switchable, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really Houston's game plan, right? It's like get Pascal Siakam, Siakam, Pascal Siakam, you know, switch him onto a guy that was covering Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry, and then if Pascal Siakam is in a good is in a good situation, like he can either shoot the ball if you're going to stay home on the on the ball handler, or he can drive past a smaller guard. Similar with Van Vliet and Lowry, where those guys can shoot a or b drive past them drive past a, a dude that was on Pascal Siakam and got switched on to those two guards. You can't really do that with the Boston Celtics, right? Mm. If you switch on to – if, if you, you – in, in a switch situation, right, you're getting Daniel Tice, who is – he's not the best defender out on the perimeter, but he's small enough and he's, you know, kind of nimble enough to, to stay in front of certain guys. I don't know if he's going to stay in front of a guard like, uh, like Van Vliet every single time, but he's going to make him work for it. He might bump him a little bit. And that wears on a guy. Um, but then you got Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, right? Those three dudes are about as switchable as it gets, one through one through four, right? 
probably uh-huh. one through three for Brown, but I would even give Brown on the four for a little bit. And you I would, can, I would you can get Brown away. You can get away yeah. with it. And he did really well on Pascal Siakam, right? Mm-hmm. And Pascal Siakam is is one of the beefier, more muscular power forwards in the league, but can still move very well. So it was good to see Jalen Brown kind of, you know, take that challenge and and really make the most of it and do do what he had to do but those three guys are immensely switchable and I think it's really throwing a wrench in what Nick Nurse wants to do uh in certain situations I mean between Marcus Smart his just overall intensity um on the defensive side of the ball I mean I know you've seen it uh, I know I've seen it but uh it's just watching him play and, and the focus and the intensity that that guy has it's just crazy. I mean, I think the Celtics signed him like a 40 or $50 million contract or something like that. And that's like, uh, he's severely underpaid the way he plays and yeah. the role he plays on that team. And he um, went five of fact- six in the fourth quarter from three. And that's really, the, yeah. that was really different. And that's what you get from Marcus Smart. Like Marcus Smart is going to, in the third quarter, he went 0 for four from three. But he don't care. He'll shoot the ball if he gets an open shot. And that's what you need, um, especially in the playoffs. You need that confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you get the and His that confidence was my thing is with, unwavering. I wish I had that confidence in, in anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was my thing with Daniel Tice when, when we played the Sixers last round is he would get those wide open looks from three um, after the pick and pop, and he wouldn't take it because, you know, he misses one. And he's like, ah, let me just give it to Tatum. Yeah. Let Tatum figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see Marcus Smart that's just going to sit out there, and he's getting, he's getting a wide open three. Screw it. Let me just heave it up. Uh, he bricks it fine. He'll run after the rebound, try to pick pick a pick somebody's pocket, and then make a turnover out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatum is a stud. Jalen Brown's a stud. Uh, I, I love what I'm seeing from uh, this Rob team is Williams. Built for it. Yeah, and it's a three point win with with Kemba Walker. You know, only 17 points, but six of 18 from the floor, one of eight from three, or five See, from the free throw line. I, and, and, but and that's I think one that's... of the situations where you don't need. And I'll, I'll let you go. I'm yes. sorry, but well, no, need... my, th- that's my thing. So even with Kyrie last year or two years ago, whenever we had him in the playoffs, cause it's just all a blur at this point, you know, he would go, you could say six of 20 or six of, you know, maybe 10 of 25 and they're losing the game. Cause he's going to keep, he, for whatever reason, the team wasn't together. Mm-hmm. Um, you look how this team is built in, and, and now you see Kemba who isn't really having necessarily the best shooting night, but that's okay because the rest of this team has got his back you pass out of a play. Now, I think it also plays into Tatum taking that extra step. Right, uh, Jalen absolutely. Brown taking that extra step. Absolutely. Um, and I think Kyrie being off the team actually kind of helps helps Tatum and, mm-hmm. and Jalen Brown take that next step. Right. Um, sure. But, oh, my God. I can't yeah, wait. I, it's it, – I, I, I mean, again, I, I mean, I'm taking the Celtics. I think it's done. I think the Raptors are done. I don't see them winning four out of the next five games. Um, you know, maybe they win a game or two and whatever, but I, I can't see the Raptors digging, mm-hmm. digging themselves out of a hole. I, I, I'm with you. Um, I think we crazy because we got six or seven. Yeah, we did. We thought it was going to be a pick him at the game seven. We did. And, and I, it's just my have the turntables turned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's strange seeing this Raptors team kind of look so disheveled, especially when you look at what they've done the entire season and you look at, um, you know, Nick Nurse, obviously, winning coach of the year. It's it, it's strange to see, but oh, I love I think it. they'll I, I think it. they'll get a game or two back, but it's going to be too yeah. late, you know, like it, it's, I mean, it's going to take. And they're, it's just, they're just def- those losses like, 
you know, obviously getting smacked around game one is one thing, but what just happened in game two, I mean, that's so deflating to a team. I mean, Absolutely. You had it, you had it the whole game. I mean, they were up like, what, 12, 15 points at one point in the third quarter, and they just lost it. Mm-hmm. And, like, how do you go back to the locker room and you're like, let's let's do it again. We're almost there. It's like, bro, we just tried everything. We can't, we can't, we just blew an 18-point lead. What do you want me to do? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, eh, I think the Celtics are in great position right now um, to, to, to win the series and, and even make a, a solid run at the, at the finals. Yeah, they're uh, – yeah, so long as they don't take their foot off the gas, which, like, these are young guys. Typically, like – and Brad Stevens is a great coach. Like, I don't think he's going to let these dudes, you know, take their foot off the gas. Um, no, no way. I think it's – I think it's big time. You know, and this is this is a Toronto team that has, you know, played really well up until up until this series. So we'll see if they can uh, we'll see if they can pull it back here. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other news that we have here. Um, talking about Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz getting the extension. Um, Marcus Morris was fined thirty-five thousand for his foul on Luka Doncic. Uh, I don't think that's really much to talk about. Um, no, but those fouls—he's saying those fouls are unintentional, and that's a load of bullcrap. I mean, you look you at the replay so? of him. The, the oh yeah, maybe the one stepping on his foot uh, was accidental because that stuff obviously happens. But that hard foul when Luka drove when he came down straight on his head—I mean, how do you look at that and, and you think that's not intentional? Yeah, and I don't think it's Marcus Morris picking on Luka Doncic for like being the best player or anything like that, or statements that he might have made. Even though it's 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 mighty coincidental, I think that's just Marcus Morris playing basketball, right? Like Marcus Morris is. Uh, I hate using the word. I do here. too, and it's playing basketball or not, I still think it might. Listen, you can have the intensity, but still have that stuff being a little intentional. Right. Yeah. Um, I hate using the word dirty, but Marcus Morris plays hard. Well, uh, and sometimes too hard. So I he guess does. we'll, I guess we'll, we'll leave yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we got here. Uh, I guess final thing we got is some, is some trivia. And, uh, last week, uh, we couldn't do one, Nick, but I got this week's oh, is last week. Let's go. So, uh, Nick, do you think that you and I can name the NBA playoff leaders in these categories during the 2010s? Oh, God, I really hope we can. The categories are points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. I feel like a Jeopardy host, so let me share my screen real quick. I feel like the Jeopardy host. I feel like Trebek. Um, Desktop one. Share. Alex Trebek. So – let me know when you can see my uh, my stuff here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Okay. Oh, God. Yep. So. How long do we have? Five minutes? We have five minutes to name all of these. 2010. I don't think. I, I don't think, think gonna David be... Lee is going to be on here. I don't think no. Greg Monroe is going to be on here. And I, don't I don't think OJ Mayo is on there OJ Mayo is probably not going to be on here either. So, uh, all right, let's get right into it. And I guess uh, the, the uh, I guess the first one is probably LeBron. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Chris Paul is probably on here for points. Uh, I wonder if Kobe is not on here for 2010, huh? Um, we got to try Curry. You got to try Durant. Yeah, you got to try Thompson. Durant. 
Durant, Thompson. Draymond Green is probably on here. Kevin Love is no. Kevin Love is not on here. But Kyrie. Kyrie. No, no oh. Kyrie. Um, blocks. So, Two hundred seventy-five blocks. Tim Duncan. Two hundred seventy-five blocks. A lot of blocks. I wonder if Gobert is on here. I doubt it. If I could spell. Oh. Gilbert, no. no. What about you? Got to see if Jokic is on. I don't think Jokic should be on there for anything. No. no. I'm trying to think long term, 2010s. D, no, not D Wade. Chris Bosh. I'm Wade trying to think of those past somewhere. Yep, Wade. I wonder if Bosh might be on here for rebounds. No. Uh, David Lee, no. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought about it. Rebounds. I was like, he's on those teams, so yeah, I, I figured he might be on there. Um, uh, I'm trying. Let me see those powerhouse East teams where the where always Cleveland. Anybody on Boston? I'm trying to think of 2010. Paul George isn't on there. No, it's too late for Pierce. Pierce Thomas isn't on there. Uh, well, got Jordan. Blocks. Blocks. Is Brooke Lopez on here? Nope. Those Nets teams never made the playoffs. <laughs> Dude, there's 275 blocks. Uh, Westbrook, pro, Westbrook, press hard. Uh, did you put Westbrook? You put Harden, Westbrook. No, I didn't put wet. Uh, not Westbrook. Harden. Um, okay, so rebounds. Thinking of some centers. Th- I think Thompson throw, is on here. Yeah. Tristan Thompson. No. Throw a uh, throw a uh, Stephen Adams on there too. No. No. I'm thinking with with uh, with young. Westbrook. Tony uh, Parker might be on here. All right, here we go. Ginobili. Coming off the bench. I don't know. I can't spell his name anyways. Um, Kawhi. I have uh, Kawhi on here. I'm thinking Dirk? No. 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 Don't don't hurt me like that, Dirk. Okay. Uh, no Dirk. 275 blocks. That's the one you're getting hung up on, huh? <laughs> And well, I think be, if we get a block, we're going to get the rebound guys, too, somewhere in there. And it can't be Anthony Davis because he didn't really play in the playoffs. No, not in 2010s to 2019. George. We kind of we we squeezed ourselves real thin here, huh? God, I'm trying to think. Okay, so out of the West, you're looking at Houston, OKC, Golden State. Who else are we looking at out of there? You you uh no not Blake Blake Griffin. Oh pow, no. Uh, Serge Ibaka. Yeah, Serge yes! Ibaka. Yeah, that's a two hundred seventy five blocks. That's a good shout. Uh, he's been around forever. He had a spell in Orlando. You remember that? Um. Oh yeah. yeah, he was with he was with Bismack Boyambo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of teams that have just been like dudes that have just been like always on a playoff team. I know that's what I'm trying to think too. I wonder if like David West is on here somewhere. No, um, Melo wasn't playing. Melo was never in the playoffs. Uh, not really. It's, it's a, is Damian Lillard on there for assists? No. no. Who else? Who else? Not Jason Kidd, not 2010. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm surprised I got that Serge Ibaka shout. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, we filled out, or at least we filled out one full category. Hey, at least you got eighty uh, percent. Yeah, more than eighty. I mean, we're only missing seven. I've, I've, the rebounds and the blocks are probably the same dude, and it's not Kevin Love, so I, I don't even know. I think Kendrick Perkins. Oh, Kevon Looney. No, no, no. He came in the league in like 2016 or 17 or something like that. I'm just trying to think of those big guys that are just sitting yeah, there doing Yeah, I know, nothing. I know. Andre Iguodala? Uh, hey! Hey, there's one. Right. Yeah, there's there's one. Rondo. Dwight! Dwight Howard. We would have got Al. to if I could spell his name right. Uh, and Big Al. And I was right. Blocks and, blocks and rebounds we would have got. The Both same guy. You miss Rondo. I, I was just completely uh, – two Celtics players, man. Come on. Yeah, tough one. Tough one. But uh, 88% average score of 82. So, uh, I'll all take right. that. That's, uh, that's pretty good. All about that – all about being above average. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, uh, I think that's all the time we got, Nick. These are getting a little bit shorter as, uh, as the time goes on. But hopefully as the games get better, we'll have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, uh, if you like what you heard so far – uh, please remember to like, rate, review, follow us on social, social media. Follow us on social, on social. media. My Twitter is uh, at Bernard Anthony. Yours is uh, at Tobias underscore Nick. Uh, Nick, any closing remarks, thoughts, comments, concerns? Let's go Celtics. Uh, all right. Go Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, right, all I can say. <laughs> Until next time. Until next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Oh, well, I'm itching my eye.